Hello, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. This podcast is about people, their stories, their experiences, and the things they can't explain. We live in a world where supernatural occurrences happen to people more often than we talk about. And on this show, we're going to explore these paranormal encounters and become a place where people can share what they've gone through without the fear of being told they're crazy. You are not alone. My name is Rafael Gonzalez, and you are listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. Hello, gentlemen. Welcome back to Maybe It's Spiritual. Hey. Hello. To Raph, to Matt, to Nick, to Aaron, to Patrick. Hello to Mike. This is Raphael speaking. We have Michael. This is Mike. Nick. Hi. Aaron. Hello. Matt. Also Mike. Pat. T. Pat. Pat Matt. You can't see Patty because he's behind the camera. And you can't see him also because it's a podcast. This is is not a visual medium. You can't see any of us. We record all of our podcasts and none of them are online. (laughs) (laughs) One day, YouTube is just going to blow the H up. Just going to get stuffed with podcast videos. Enema of our videos. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. Some medical terminology. All right. I'm not the one crossing the line this time, so that's good. Come on. (laughs) So tonight we're talking about... The Beast of Bray Road. Local boy. Local guy. In Elkhorn, Wisconsin. It's just about an hour north of us here in Rockford, Illinois. For those of you who aren't from here and are listening. Um, so this story kind of shook me a little bit. And I don't know why. I, no, I, that's not true. I do know why. So there's a lot to this story. Let me guess. Is it proximity? I don't know if it's proximity. It's got to be proximity. It's maybe it's spiritual. It. That's what I'm... Maybe. Is that the... Okay. That's the name. <sighs> maybe the name... Okay. Spiritual. 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 So. Spiritual. Yeah. So this this story is actually multiple, multiple stories still going on to this day. Although the modern day, eh, we'll talk about that one later. Beast of Bray Road, Alcord, Wisconsin, Walworth County, for those of you who want some location. There were these sightings of a bipedal. Wolf man. Is that also a medical term? No, that's, I think so. A scientific one. Scientific term. A scientific medical term. It walks on two legs. Walks on two pedals. (laughs) (laughs) Grand total of two pedals. Grand total? Not one, not three, but two two pedals. pedals. (laughs) No, I think, yeah. That should be a shirt. (laughs) Two pedals. Two pedals. Pedal juice. Comes from this podcast. Wow, dude. All right. Nice. Nice. So, in the 90s, early 90s, actually it starts in 86. From 86 till present day, there have been sightings along this road, called Bray Road, of a a bipedal, half-man, half-wolf. 
Um, the descriptions have all kind of been the same throughout, although the fur color does change once in a while. You know, it's about six feet tall when it stands. It's about four feet tall when it's on all fours. It's been spotted in two different, you know, doing two different things. Um, it's scary. It's creepy. People are very frightened by what they see. The head of like a wolf or like a German, a German shepherd slash wolf. And coyote, which whatever. And coyote. But it's like all three of them yeah. said several A canine times. head. <laughs> yeah. A, a very like shaggy, hairy, like gross body. Um, slash ripped out of its mind. Yeah, some body. of the for some reason, yeah. The the artist description or for what? <laughs> depictions. Words. Depictions. Depictions. Thank you. The artist depictions, it's like either like just really like gaunt and creepy with like the grossest red or like white eyes you've ever seen, or it's like just jacked well, out of its mind. He's just work, like the, he's working out. He's been know? working out. Like when you're not seeing like all him, he's the stories out. that describe <laughs> like his body is always like ripped the like six pack. <laughs> massive delts. No one, that's biceps. the funny thing is no one's described it. Perhaps like, you can see from the front. Hairy. Beautiful I think red I've eyes. Just dreamed about him. Well, like that, that was that yeah. was when um oh. that was when Elkhorn got got a Planet Fitness. So. <laughs> that's yeah. when he got a Planet. He's just like rocking it at Planet Fitness. Like, yeah, yeah. When he, he was really when skinny. He's a human. Yeah, when he's yeah he just he works out at Planet Fitness and then just like terrorizes this one particular road at night. <laughs> and it's a judgment for his own. So Wolfman, welcome. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He doesn't make the noises. He's 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 all right. He doesn't do the grunts when he lifts. Um, <laughs> like, did you just the, the lunk alarm will go off a planet. Yeah. The lunk alarm. Like, okay, guy, put his shirt on. He's got one of those like string tank tops and like a gallon of jug of water. <laughs> Creatine. Um, walking lunk didn't, alarm. Hold on. So timeline of this wasn't. Did it start in the eighties? I thought it started in like the, first, the late seventies. Thirty-six was the well, first. Well, the one. very first one. The very. We'll get to that one. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, this story kind of follows like like a weird timeline. Okay. It the d- very jumps first, around a lot. The very, it, does it does jump, jump around, around a lot. lot. So the very first one was nineteen eighty six, but it didn't get notoriety until nineteen ninety one. Okay. So nineteen ninety one, there was like a string of them that like got like big big um, big attention, and there is um, a woman named Linda Godfrey who is like she wrote the book, literally wrote the book. On um, and she titled. She's the one that came up with the Beast of Bray Road because she specifically didn't want to call it a werewolf, which is interesting. So these sightings start happening. It's along this road, like Bray Road is like four miles, four four miles long. Not a huge road. Um, like recent, not recently, but like had not been paved. You know, before it was just kind of like this little road owned by the Bray family farmers. Which are yeah, farmers are still there. They still there are still like brave family members that still own. It's all privately owned. So like if you you know get interested, if you make it far enough and get interested, like you can't just stop on the side of the road and get out and look around because it's all privately owned. So it's just a very small road, uh, right by Highway Twelve in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Um, so these these reports start coming in and. Um, so Linda Godfrey hears about them. She's um, she's like a reporter, investigator, and author. Um, so she gets wind of it, and um, so I, I watched the documentary about it. There's an awesome documentary on Prime. Um, it's called The Beast of Bray Road by Seth Breedlove, who ironically looks like one of our good friends, Ryan Mueller. Like they look like brothers. Um, that doesn't matter. But like um, 
he makes these small town monster documentaries and they're pretty good and this one is really really good so linda godfrey gets wind of the story and she's from elkhorn wisconsin and so it's like her hometown so she goes to um uh this guy named john frederickson he is like the local walworth county um animal control officer he's like the main guy um she goes to him and asks him, you know, like, what's going on? You know, like, I, I hear there's, like, a werewolf. And, you know, like, he kind of just smiles and, like, he's really cool in the documentary, by the way. Like, the dude knows stuff. Like, the guy has seen so much stuff, and he's super low-key, but you know that he's seen some crazy shit. Oh, yeah. But, like, um, so he pulls out this manila envelope, and that's kind of, like, where the story gets really popular. Because he has a manila envelope, you know, in his office that literally says werewolf. You know? This is, like... Like, like a county official that has, like, a werewolf file. And, like, that's not, like, super normal. So Classic that's, Wisconsin. So that, yeah. Well, and then, and that kind of brings me to another point. Like, Wisconsin is a crazy place. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like. It, it breeds these kind of things. That's, and that's what, like, that's what, like, in my research, that's what they tell you. Like, Wisconsin has got, like, cult activities, satanic cults, like, UFO sightings, like. Harry Elves? I have that in my... Mm-hmm. Those two girls that try to murder another girl, two young girls that try to murder another girl because of... <laughs> oh, yeah, Slenderman. Slenderman told them to. Yeah, Slenderman murdered... Milwaukee? That's another... That's a, that's a hotbed. Yeah. There's a lot... Uh, serial killers. Serial Jeffrey I, Dahmer. He was I mean, from. like, look... I mean, if you drive... If anybody knows, obviously, this is a... A lot of people uh, listening to the podcast are local, so you'd know Wisconsin well, but people that are not, if you drive through Wisconsin... Every name of every town is intensely named after some sort of Native American something. Correct. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of that too, and obviously in, in previous podcasts and different topics we've talked about, a lot of things go back to the Native Americans. Oh yeah, and this one especially. Yeah. This one is like honestly, like after everything I've read, this is like the Skinwalker oh, yeah. of our. Of our area. Of the Midwest. <laughs> like, yeah, of the Midwest. Like, for real. Like, kind of low-key, but also kind of high-key. Mm. Yeah, sorry to sound a teenager. Um, <laughs> haunting. So, like, Wisconsin has got just, like, a, it's like a hotbed of, like, really intense stuff. And, like, it actually has a pretty high suicide rate, too. Sorry, but it does. Um, it's a scary place. Sorry, Wisconsin. So. You're forgiven. So, thank you. <laughs> it's not your fault, Raph. Thanks, Wisconsin. <laughs> so, yeah. We just offended the entire state of oh, Wisconsin yeah. by assigning that voice oh, to them. So, <laughs> we get so much hate was, mail. But it was very oh, hey there, but it's all right. So, so <laughs> I'm going to... Ju- so, yeah. So, we've got John Fredrickson. We've got Linda Godfrey. She's the um, the author, the investigator. And John Fredrickson is the Walworth County Animal Control Officer with the werewolf file. So, yeah. You've got this, like... Oh, and the red... I forgot to describe the thing. So, like... The description, yeah, along with all the, like, the body and the head, it's got, like, red eyes, and people, when they see it, have, like, a very deep, deep feeling of dread and fear. Like, fear to the point where they, a lot of people didn't want to tell their stories, and a lot of people who did tell their stories were regretful because they didn't want to sound crazy. And so, it's kind of like... Sometimes yellow eyes. Yeah, yellow eyes. Like some of the drawings have like like white hollowed eye, just hollowed out, hollowed out eyes, just real long creepy. claws. Long claws, like different colored fur. I've heard black. I've heard like gray and white, kind of stripy. What are you saying, Aaron? Yeah, or or like some combination of like mm-hmm. those three colors. 
Which and leads me to believe that whatever they're seeing, there's multiple of it, not just one. I I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just naturally, there's something going on there. There's a I mean a different description too. I heard a few times in in different uh, areas that like it's like two headlights. Or it's like a head like a pair of headlights. So when you see it in the distance, so you, that's what you see. Right, just glowing yeah, eyes. Just glowing <laughs> eyes, yeah. Which is, like, oh. common with, like, you know, the animal yeah. animal reflection. Totally different than the Mothman. Totally different than the Mothman. I don't think this is your average cryptid, but I'll get, we'll get to the theories later. So Dolores Gibson is kind of, like, 1991. This is what starts to get people on the map. She's, a, like, a high school senior. She's driving and um, down Bray Road. It's a misty night. She she feel she feels like her car like hit something like a thump. She feels like a thump is what it kind of described. Um, and she stops her car thinking she hit an animal. She gets out and looks, and um, in the distance she sees like like a really big hairy creature looking at her, and then begins to run at her. And she said she could hear its feet like hitting the ground, like thumping on the on the um, on the cement, which you know tells you that it's pretty heavy to make that kind of noise. That's not normal. You know what I mean? Like animals, when they if you've ever heard them on a road, it's kind of clackety. This sounds like thumping, so it's got some weight to it. She jumps in her car, starts driving, and this thing is like keeping pace with her. Um, claws the back of her car. Which... Um, like Linda, it kept up with her to like 30-something miles per hour. Yeah, right? it was like running after her for a while. And like there have been other reports that this thing can like keep at the pace of a car. Like up to like 50 miles an hour so pretty quick it chases her out she's freaked out um so that was linda godfrey was like her first like person that she went to go interview and like she saw the scratches i've yet to see pictures of the scratches i've looked everywhere i cannot find the scratches yeah i can't find any either and i feel like the documentary should have like found those and showed them if if they exist if they exist if they exist because that would be like really good evidence right exactly that's what i was thinking too so that's what that's kind of like the one that gets gets linda involved and she's like honestly like the biggest part of this thing like she's like the big player um another one from the documentary was this another high schooler tom brickta um his was a little bit different similar with the chasing of the car they were driving. Um, they were like coming back from like a wedding reception. There, it was like another foggy, misty night, which I think seems to be kind of like a um, common thread with this thing. And um, they they must have been driving slower. They didn't really say how fast they were driving, but it was like really foggy and they couldn't see. And um, but he sees enough that he sees this hand, like a very hairy arm, start to come out of this like the side of the road, like towards the car. And obviously, he probably sped up. He said that it clawed the side of his cl- saw, um, cloud. Sorry, clawed the side of his vehicle. I don't I'm like stumbling tonight. Um, but the, the distinctive thing was the smell. They said a very skunky, like musty, gross smell. Like which is like also like Skinwalker Skinwalker Ranch, like dead, death. You know, like a rotting, decayed, but like like an animal that's just like like unclean. It's it's hairy. It lunged at him. It it supposedly like ripped like a part of the siding off of his car. They might have actually had a, like a grainy picture of that one. Yeah, they did have a grainy picture of that one. I don't think you could really see much. It was like a video. It was yeah. a video of him like like touching the side of his car. So that one, you know, like 
So, so far, like, what I've learned is that um, the Beast does not like cars. He does not like cars. It's definitely a thing. He's common yeah. theme in this. So we should kind definitely a, get in a car and go up and try to find it. Kind of. A, I know, for sure. We should go to a local bar and just talk to folk about it. Sounds like there's like Ooh. a lot of visitors. That's what, that's what Doyle was telling that me. That should he's be like, an episode like, two. You guys should just go to like a local bar up there, a couple of local bars, and just Elk like horn. ask people and talk <clears> to them. On a Monday night. Get half hammered and then drive down Bray Road. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw it, man. Real good idea in Wisconsin. I'm like, I really shouldn't have worn this... This wolf dog costume. <laughs> like, worried he's gonna try something. Oh man! <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh. And I think Take that I, I believe I believe Doris Gibson's story, the very first one I told. I think that happened on Halloween night. Just saying. Anyway, so that's kind of like these stories start to gain some traction, and then um, so they tell an, one more story. Lori and Dreezy, which she, her story, her story is kind of like to me the one that I feel is important. Um, she's like like a bar manager. She's a single mom. I don't know why they included that, but they did. Um, she's driving home. Credibility. Credibility. I guess. <laughs> Hard working. Um, she's driving home one night, middle of the night, and um, she sees like a humanoid creature crouched to the side of the road eating something but like crouched not like something on all fours like eating something like you know eating like a piece of roadkill it is eating a piece of roadkill but it's crouched like a person um it freaked her out and she drives by luckily it didn't get her car um and she immediately goes to john frederickson like the next day after she's not i don't think it was the next day i think it was like a little bit afterwards because like this guy, like, this guy is just, like, he's, like, the animal control guy. And I'm not sure why he was so heavily involved in all this. Maybe it, like, works differently in Wisconsin. But, like, this guy was, like, the one that everybody came to to report this weird animal. I mean, I guess he's, you know, checking the animals. Didn't but, it, like, like turn and look at her or something? There were, wasn't there yeah. more than just her, like, seeing the animal? Yeah, there? it turned and looked at her. Yeah. Like, it made contact like eye contact with her but it didn't lunge at her it didn't yeah. do anything it just it just watched her as she drove by and saw this thing um but like she just reports that it was so like deeply frightening and she it like sent her on this journey where she's like looking she went to like the libraries she was like looking through stuff to like try to figure out what on earth kind of animal would like come up with like she got, like every book on wolves. every book she could find on wolves nothing you know nothing at all <clears throat> And then she ends up going to the office of John Fredrickson and um, the guy at the werewolf file. And she's talking to him about it. And um, in the documentary, he kind of mentions that, like, he he alludes to the fact that he doesn't think that it is like a like a real creature. He thinks it's some sort of like supernatural thing. And. And so she also kind of comes to this conclusion and starts, you know, like in her like research, starts finding out like stuff about like satanic cults. She starts finding out about like, 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 I think she kind of thinks that like somebody conjured this thing up. <laughs> That's kind of what I think. So she's talking to John Fredrickson. And while they're talking about it, you know, the story turns to like, oh, maybe we, this is something paranormal. And while they're talking, like books on a shelf fall off. And sorry, this was like mid nineties. Yeah, this okay. is all nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Yeah, okay. nineteen ninety one is when it like really got like traction. 
Um, and that's like all the books in the top shelf. All the books in the top shelf starts falling. And like in the documentary, when he talks about it, like every interview that I've like read with him or seen with him, he's very low key about it. He's very just like, well, I mean, we were talking about this, and I, I definitely think that there's some dark things happening, and like Linda mentioned that too and he's like and when she started mentioning that he's like the books just started like falling off the shelf for no reason he said there's a no apparent reason and like when you when you see this guy talking about it like he's not making it up you know he's not making it up because he's not like embellishing it at all and he's like and and that at that point that's when their conversation ended and she left (laughs) so yeah he almost like way undersold the story oh yeah i know and and that's what like he uh kind of like this is what happened you can believe me if you want to but most people don't, but eh, whatever. Yeah, it happened. And so, like after this, you know, Linda Linda Godfrey writes this story, and um, she draws like an illustration, you know, of Lori's story, and that's when it just like like hit the media, and um, it was pu- uh, published in this newspaper called The Week, which is like a Delavan newspaper, and it started getting like a lot of attention. It started getting like like people were like like finding her and like they were sending her letters and emails about like oh i did see this i saw this too i saw this too and um i think Lori and Dreezy, like at first she was she did she told them not to put her name out there because she didn't want people to like you know think she was like crazy or doing stuff like that and uh, um like making stuff up but like afterwards like people were like like making jokes of it or being like oh yeah i saw this or did that and like she like came forward and like started clarifying and telling more of her story and her story is kind of like what got like her like i think her like um just being real with people got other people to start telling their stories but a lot of people are nervous to tell their story a lot of people you know i don't think people i think there are some people who jump on the bandwagon i think obviously there's some people who made a joke of it but to the people who experienced it they were scared like really really scared you know like this kind of sense of fear that you don't just, you know, like if something weird happened, you tell like a funny story. Like this is like, they don't tell this story. So it got like a lot of like recognition and like like people like there were like like news crews have gone up there. Like I think Inside Edition, I think that that used to be like a thing. They went up there, so like it got a lot of buzz. Like it got a lot of attention, and um. Yeah, there was a, um, and so these stories started like kind of flooding in and like these letters and one of them was like near Delavan and it was like, it's all around this area and they, and they don't, they aren't just the Walworth County. They started extending from like other counties as well. Um, one near Delavan um, talked about like this, this like couple that was driving, it was during the day and they saw this like dark, hairy creature chasing something through the field. They're chasing it, it was chasing a deer and it was like, they're like this this thing looked like nothing we've ever seen before. It was massive it was chasing this deer. So it doesn't just appear at night, and it doesn't just appear in Bray, at Bray Road. Yeah. So um, I'll, I will share one more story. This one creeps me out. This one creeps me out. This is the 1936. The 1936 one. Yeah. This one, like... I thought you said it started in 86, so... 86, well... It was, like, when they started being reported. 86 was the reports in... Of Bray Road. And then because of all this buzz... Um, the it, son of a man who the saw son, The son of, a, of the man who... Um, so, Mark Shackleman... 
his son. Uh, I think he called Sounds in. Like a news reporter. What's that? Sounds like a news reporter. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was uh, actually. I Mark Shackleman. Mark Shackleman was the guy who witnessed it. So his son writes in to um, Linda Godfrey and is like, "Hey, my dad saw that, but he saw it in 1936," and so. That's where that, so it goes back pretty far. Um, so Mark Shackleman was the night watchman for the, the St. Coletta Institute. It's a Catholic institute. It was um, for people with like mental illness and special needs. The Catholic Church was taking care you know, of, these, of people who needed, needed help. And he was the night watchman. Um, coincidentally, um, in that same area, I have no idea why, there was all these preserved ancient burial mounds like on the same campus as this like mm. facility to help special needs people and um shackleman's his job was to like patrol at night and you know check things out and one night he um he's out patrolling like the area of the of the like burial mounds and on top of one of the burial mounds he sees this like hairy black hairy creature hunched over digging like like ferociously digging at one of the mounds like he's trying to get into the mound like there's something in there he wants you know and um the guy shines a light on it it turns around looks at him and runs off so obviously this guy's freaked out but the next night he goes back you know same time same i mean he's got to i mean that's his job but like he goes back to that same area he's patrolling again and the creature is there again but this time it like kind of rises up slowly and they it just like locks eyes with him and it starts like speaking to him <laughs> and the way he described it was a proto-human language and the word that it uttered was gadara i had to look up proto-human language just fyi for those of you who don't know what it is he's smart yeah it's like ancient <laughs> like an ancient like it's like how people would have talked before like languages were designated hmm. proto-human so it like grovelly i'm assuming it said something like it said said it in a way that like i don't know how on earth you would have known it was proto-human i have no idea <laughs> but anyway so he says Gadara, and in the documentary and like other places that i read it you look up Gadara, and Gadara is a link back to the bible um Mark 5, chapter 1, when Jesus went across the lake to, um, there was a possessed man who, not coincidentally, roamed the tombs. <laughs> and, like, um, Jesus cast, like, a demon out of this man. And this man had, like, lived among these tombs. And he was from the, the region of Gadara. When you look at it in the Bible, it, it has another name. But, like, it was also known as the region of, like, the guard. Yeah. Well, the Bible uses the word Gadarenes, but I yeah. think that's the name of the people. Mm -hmm. Like the Gadarenes are the people from Gadara, from Gadara, that region. Yeah, from that Gadara region. Yeah, uh, you know, and <laughs> creepy. Well, imagine like they like they were describing it like he wasn't like Gadara. It was like <laughs> he wasn't Google Gadara. Like it was like like it was a really deep growling Gadara. Like. Like really creepy. There's maybe like, it was maybe it's an ancient demon, like one that's so old that it was cast out of the that man back yeah. in Jesus' time. Wasn't that Legion? Maybe that was weird though. Yeah, I, I that that was the one 
that one story that I was like, yo. <laughs> well, and so, so one thing that I was thinking of too is, is if, if you know of like secure, like security people, like with their like routes that they like run, like to like, you know, cover the grounds. Usually it's got to be like at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's very like timely. You're at this like, time. Yeah, this time. Yeah. And so like one of the things that I was thinking of is, like maybe like after he met with it that first night, like maybe maybe it wasn't. I don't think it was an accident that second night because right. I think it's yeah yeah. I mean, it's, it was the same time, and I think whatever it was, like knew that he was gonna be there, and it was explaining at the same itself. Time. It was explaining itself to him because like our security people like have Oof. like little gotcha. like they have to like like tick little box at certain times to make sure that they're making their like routes and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that was one thing I thought of that it wasn't. Yeah. I don't think it was an accident. No, 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 not time. at all. And that story—that is the story of of Legion in the Bible when Jesus cast the demons. It wasn't just one demon. Like a legion is six thousand. Is six thousand men? So this one dude had six thousand demons in him. There, there's a there's a tiny point that I want to make, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it was very sequential in every single story. Um, like when they would see this thing or, um, whenever it would like look at you and turn around, it, it never ran away. It would run at you, but it never ran away. It would always walk away. Yes. It never ran away. Yes. And that like, that was always in every, and we'll get to that too. But like, I just want to like, sure. cause you were saying he, he ran away at the top of the mountain and I was like, I'm like, I feel like every story was like very specifically he walked into the forest or the woods or well with that one it didn't it didn't actually really like tell you specifically one, what it did well in, but in, like well the, well the story the version i heard said that it, it saw it made eye contact said Gadara turned around and just walked away and walked away yeah well and then and another story um like a more fleshed out one like he prayed he prayed that god would save him yeah and that's when it left yeah no, he said he said God's name. He said he prayed out loud. Yeah. He said he prayed out loud, and said and said God save me. And that's when it turned around and walked away. And yeah. I was like, Yo, <laughs> that's that's wild. Well, and the um, yeah, the interesting part about that was later on, when someone asked him, you know, like I think his son was like, Hey, like, was that was that a real creature, or was that like something spiritual you saw? And, like, the only thing he told him was, what I saw came straight from hell. And that was it. So, do with you will. It's not a good, not a good entity. Not a, yeah, not, you know, like, either way. He's, he's kind of like, either way, what I saw came straight from hell. Um, ironically enough, um, since it was a Catholic facility, the pastor had, or I don't know what you'd call him, like a bishop, I don't know. Whatever he was, he had a priest. There it is. There it is. <laughs> a bishop. I'm like grand Man bishop. At the, yeah. No. But anyway, the priest that um was at that facility earlier had um, conducted an exorcism on one of the children, and apparently the exorcism didn't go well, and it it came the demon came out of the man out of the kid and went in and like attached itself to the priest not went into the priest attached itself and he's and he had like they never did allude they never did say what happened to him but he said it had a really hard time after that and then this thing shows up the priest did yeah like whatever whatever demon he cast out of this kid like 
like came back on him. So he must have had something going on as well. So there's that. And that kind of that is kind of like the other side of this story. You know, you've got the cryptid side, you know, which is, you know, interesting. But then you have this other side, this like paranormal, spiritual, but physical side that is really really quite unexplainable. So when did this guy's story come out in relation to the um, animal control guy with the werewolf file? Like where, like, I'm um, sorry, I might have missed you. I might, might have missed you say it. Well, that's on the story, but that was like this guy, like somebody's like father or something. I think it came out like, so when did they like start telling oh, the story is yeah. what I'm saying. I think it was a while because like, yeah, like, um, the woman who went to the, the um, police with that had the werewolf file. Like she Lori. didn't even Lori hadn't even like really put anything out there yet. At that point, none of this so, stuff was like public. And it this was, guy, this guy heard about it through her, so it would have been like oh, after. Okay. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah. Okay. It was when stuff started getting notoriety. This the the son of the guy is like the guy himself didn't contact him. It was his son. It was okay. like, oh my dad saw that. Like he read her book or something like that. Yeah, heard about this. Yeah, because like it once it hit the papers, everybody was like hearing about this stuff. So yeah, so that kind of thing, and like the interesting part is that uh, Lori Andrezzi also made, um, she made parallels, like she said, whatever I saw was like satanic in nature, like it was like she said an ancient evil, is what she said, and that like she doesn't think it was an animal at all. She said she felt like what she saw was like the devil himself. So there's that. And um, I don't know. So I think this, like, the supernatural side of it, like, I think is what intrigued me the most, obviously. Just because, you know, like, you've got this, like, like government official who's seen a lot of stuff. And, like, in the documentary, like, he, he goes, like, way, way more into what he experienced as... But not that much. Like, he, he doesn't say it, like, specifically... But he's like he alludes to it many many times that like he's like, what he thinks this is has something to do with um, with like satanic activity because coincidentally at the time there's like a very heavily um, heavily 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 he- I can't talk heavy um, like satanic presence there like a satanic cult presence like they he would be getting call after call after call to go to these like sites he'd be going to the woods and he'd find like mutilated animals and there was one site in particular that was just like completely like littered with like like mutilated animals but like in all these different like like ways that weren't like they weren't like somebody like was like oh well that's just like you know people dumping their you know like like a like a makeshift graveyard and he was like no no he's like the specific way these animals were killed like it was satanic like they were like sacrifices people Mm. were making sacrifices in this area and so he you know john frederickson was like i i believe that this is some sort of like like it sounds super crazy but he's like i think he thinks it's like something that like because of all that activity they conjured up well i don't what do they see him eating all the time Dead animals. Right. Roadkill. Mm-hmm. Or sacrifices. Right. Oh, good correlation, Michael. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about that. 
that maybe they're sacrificing to it. Or like maybe it maybe not maybe. Maybe not like specifically. Um but also maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I just never thought about that, but they that is a point that people make. Like, yeah, I saw it eating something on the side of the road. I saw it eating roadkill. Yeah. And it's like, but then there's <laughs> what you're talking about, and it's like, well <laughs> Was it roadkill? If there's an entire place in the forest designated to a bunch of botched up dead animals, potentially sacrificed animals. Yeah. And he's always eating dead animals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. That's a really good correlation. Well, so yeah, so Fredrickson, like he talks about like he's got he got multiple calls to go out there. He would get like anonymous calls about like like he's like like about satanic activity. And he's like and some and the thing that creeped me out the most is he was like some of them, you know, were, like teenagers yeah, messing around, like starting to like dabble and that but he said that there were adults involved adult adults that were um that were like like heavily into like satanic worship and like to the point where he said involved with what satanic worship well you gotta you gotta remember too this is the pretty much near the height of all the satanic panic nonsense where everybody thought all of a sudden thought everybody was performing satanic rituals all over the place and they were abusing kids and all sorts of different stuff, and it was pretty much all BS and people just going crazy and losing their minds. Like, this was three years after they accused a bunch of kids in Wisconsin playing Dungeons and Dragons of worshiping the devil yeah. because of stuff. Like, this is with that whole frame of mind. Right. <laughs> Small town America, you're very religious, panicking about this stuff. It's probably all really overblown and. Maybe. That's that's my that's what it sounds like to me. It doesn't sound like yeah. okay, are the kids doing something weird in the sure they probably just being kids. <laughs> but the weird part is what he says in the documentary. Is he said it wasn't just kids. He said it was teachers, potential law enforcement, and when he went to investigate that site further, the police bulldozed it all, so he couldn't investigate it. Yeah, see, well, he couldn't investigate. He it. couldn't investigate it more. And this, well, this is like an animal control guy. This isn't like he's not like a detective. He's not like, you know, like you're like, hey, we saw a weird animal. Send John. So what would he be doing investigating? That's what I'm saying. Like he, he wouldn't be the one getting called to investigate. But he was satanic though. rituals in the woods. But that's the thing. He was. I don't know. Like maybe small town works well, different. What, well, yeah, that's that's what we were saying in the beginning of the podcast. Though, like he was the one like was yeah. being called for all this stuff. Which we don't know. And the why. way he described, like, the way he talks about it. It's a real small it. town. Everybody knows each other. Right. Like, I mean, right. In, in the early 90s, Elkhorn was probably, like, I mean, we can look it up, but it was probably yeah. only, like, four or 5,000 people. Like, it's not a really big place. Right. And, like, I mean, the satanic panic was, like, you know, 80s, like, probably creeping into the 90s. Like, it, it was, was like, like 70s it, and 80s is what it was. 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. Was when it was really. But, I mean, he was approached. He was also approached by, like, like a. Um, like a high level, like someone in the like, the police force that came to him and said, you know, this this isn't just happening in your county. This is happening in like at least three to four counties that we that we know of. That there's like we're we're finding the same kind of things, and like interestingly enough, like all over Wisconsin there were sightings of this like wolf creature wherever that seemed to be happening. Call it coincidence, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, like, you have, like, there's, like, a lot of folklore around this stuff, you know? Like, you've got, like, the Michigan Dog Man people have saw. Um, 
there's a Mr. Ballin video that we watched. Um, it took place, I think it took place in Maine. I want to say it was like Maine. Where, um, yeah, it was. There, like, I think it was seven, I think it was like seven wolf-like creatures appeared in these people's like field. Also on a foggy night. So the mist and the fog has something to do with it. Yeah. Whenever that seems to come around, well, it makes it harder to see things. Well, it probably. came out in the in the documentary. It came out <clears throat> in the photographic ed- evidence of that guy. And I, I don't know if you want to go there yet. No, yeah, I mean, no, that's Maybe. definitely. I want to go there next because the guy like in 2013, I think, is when it was. 2007. Right? Well, that's when he bought the farm. That's when he bought the. <laughs> oh. He was a retired teacher. And he bought the farm in 2007, but I thought the stories happened in 2013, but I wasn't real sure. Well, that's when I think he started, like, recording everything. But he, 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 like, recorded these, so he set up, like, a, do you want to, I guess you Yeah, let's get into that guy, Lee Hample. That's where the mist kind of gets. Yeah, so he buys a farm that's, like, adjacent to uh, Bray Road, and, like, he's got 40 acres, and, um... Stuff starts, like, happening on his... Like, he goes to the other farmer, you know, like, the other people around, you know, because, like, you know, it's a big farm community. They're all really tight over there. And he starts talking to them, like, hey, I need some help, like, doing some stuff. And they're like, oh, wow, you bought, like, you bought land in the the, the Beast of Bray Road lives over there. And he was like, what? And then they start, like, telling him about it. And But he's like, you know, that's that's interesting because, like, I've definitely had... I've found, like, a lot of dead animals on my property. Like, I've had some stuff happen here. So he starts he starts setting up cameras. He starts setting up like um, like stuff to like start investigating this because he had had weird stuff happen to him. A lot of like a lot of weird stuff like um, like there would be like like a few dead animals like just on his property, and then like when he'd go back, they were just gone. So he sets up these cameras, and then he set up this um, like a deer carcass. He put it out specifically by the camera to see like. You know, like, what's, you know, what's taking my stuff? What's taking my stuff? And, like, I'm not his stuff, but, like, the dead animals. And, like, when he, when he checks the footage, there's, like, this mist that appears, like, out of nowhere. And it's, like, a sunny day. Like, I saw, like, the video. It's, like, just, like, a sunny day, and there's just mist. And then the deer is gone. Explain that away, Nick. What's in the mist? Not a deer, apparently. anyway it is weird that yeah it is weird that it makes it so you can't see it you know if this thing exists you know and i mean okay let's well let's look at it from like a a factual standpoint this guy took roadkill and would put it in a hole to test this theory of this beast from Bray Road and the roadkill would be either missing or like way far away from the hole. And it was like a deep hole and like heavy, like one of the road, one of the pieces of roadkill we put in there was like super heavy. So it couldn't be like a possum or a raccoon took it out. Um, do you remember what animal it was? It was a raccoon. Was it? Uh, what was it? I think it was wasn't it the deer. It had to be the deer. No, something else. Maybe it was. Let's just say it was. <laughs> Let's just say it was. So like, but it was like taken like really far away, and it was like like cut from like its neck down, like all the way down through its like like all the way through its like torso or body or whatever you call it on the animal, 
and like an incision, like an incision, like a zipper is how they described it. And then like all the, the guts were like torn out of it and not like gone. They're just like laying there. Like it had done like some kind of like, like, Hey, look what I can do. Yeah. So that's strange. I mean, like if you're just looking at the data, like it's, it's weird. Like what could do that? I guess, you know, like that's strange to me. Well, and he also like, he recorded like, uh, strange, like lights in the sky around there, which like I said, I'd mentioned before, Wisconsin is kind of like, Wisconsin has like, like some of the highest, like UFO sightings, Mm -hmm. like, like, like in the country, (laughs) like, like, you know, and it's not, I mean, it's pretty close to the 33rd parallel, but I mean, just kidding. Anyway, it's not, (laughs) not at all. It's not even close to the 33rd parallel. But like, so he kind of like, like Lee's like research just, it just all reminded me of Skinwalker Ranch. Like so much of it goes back to Skinwalker Ranch and, um, like, I don't know, just like, but what's interesting is there's like such a, like a, like the heavy, like the heavy presence of the satanic stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, it could, some of it probably was a witch hunt, but like, you know, when like government officials start getting involved and start getting concerned, that means something's happening. You know, people are doing something weird. And, um, then this beast shows up. I don't know. Personally, I just think that there's something really strange going on there and that, uh, it was manifesting itself that way. What it is, I don't exactly know. But a lot of it just sounded like Skinwalker Ranch. And um, so Linda Godfrey, she obviously, like, this has kind of become, like, her research. And when she she started talking to, like, like some, some like, um, some, like, natives to Wisconsin, like, like, like Native Americans that would have, um, like, known about this stuff. And, like, they told her, like, she asked them, like, what, what do you think it is? Like, what do you think is happening? And she said, oh, like those are those are old those are all old old creatures like they they come from the spirit world and a lot of it has to do with like the protection of the land you know kind of scaring people away not you know being where they're supposed to be and it seems like that's synonymous with like a lot of this these these sightings is like people are in places they shouldn't be and and something is like you know, manifesting itself and telling him not to be there. That's but, like a lot like Bigfoot. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the Bigfoot stuff is based around like almost like protecting the area mm-hmm. and like just to be like, you're not supposed to be here. You know, yeah. like just you've gone too far. Um, like I get, I get more like Bigfoot vibes almost more than like Skinwalker stuff. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, there's both. There's both. There's aspects right. of both. But like, to me, what really sticks out is it feels like kind of like a, a Bigfoot thing, and also like just in the like believability of it. Yeah. Like, it's hard to believe that it exists in the sense that like it's hard to believe that Bigfoot exists. Well, it seems like it's an almost an amalgamation of like all sorts of different things like you got your bigfoot you've got your skinwalker stuff you've got like the skunk ape you've got like other types of cryptids it's got characteristics of all of them right and like so if you're like okay well it's it's probably bigfoot it's not a beast like it's not this werewolf right is it okay well you gotta throw out some of the sightings because those don't fit well okay well it's a skunk ape well no 
you got to throw out these other sightings because those don't fit. Oh, it's a werewolf. Well, you got to throw out these because right. these sightings don't fit. So, I mean, it just seems like it's a whole sure. mix of things. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, and the only reason I said Skinwalker is because there was a huge, there's like a very, like, like, like Mike had mentioned earlier, there is a very big, like, Native American presence mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. Like, everything is Absolutely. named after Native American. Like, you know, and when you go back and you look at, like, their folklore, there's always stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the Navajo. They're the ones that kind of, they have the skinwalker, you know, like like a witch that, like, does, like, heinous acts and then is, like, becomes, like, like a creature that can morph. And it usually morphs into a wolf, you know. You got the Mohawk. They have, I'm going to mess this one up, like, like a Limekin. Lionkin? Lionkin Kugels. Lion Kugels? Yeah. <laughs> it's not Lionkin Kugels. It's some channel. Oh, okay. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, but no they have some, they all, <laughs> like all the Native American folklore, they all have a story similar to this, mm-hmm. you know, of like like a human that becomes a beast, you know? And then you've got like... And other similarities to the Skinwalker, the smell. The smell. And also the fear of dread. Like the, yeah. The, the really, feeling of, sorry, the feeling of dread you get right. when you see it. Yeah, I mean, if you see a creature, if you saw something like that, you'd be scared. But, like, it leaves you with something. And, like, that's, what that, that's like, the common thread with people who are so scared. Like, beyond, like, oh, man, this crazy thing happened. I'm safe now. It's, like, it's like almost like, like an overbearing presence that's, like, following you. Do people talk about, like, a feeling of dread with, with Bigfoot? Or is that not as much a thing? Not, not, I don't think at I all. I don't really think that was a thing. No. That's like that. That's one thing that like differentiated it from a, a Bigfoot for me, because like Bigfoot almost seems like just like, hey, get out of here, you know, kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, get off my lawn. <laughs> well, there's some gym. Let's. I mean, there's this could bring. Uh, let's talk about this story real quick, because this could kind of bring um, a different light to it as well. But I guess it kind of goes along in, in a way with what we're talking about already. Um, but so. Was it Farmer Bray saw this thing on his road at his farm, and he was outside, and he saw this this wolf-like figure, but it was standing on two two legs, like two bipedal. 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 Is bipedal. I believe is what you meant to yeah. say. Yeah, two pedals. I apologize. Don't, don't get your pedals, guys. Don't get your pedals in a bunch. All right. Well, wow. Hello. All right. I'm gonna take off. <laughs> anyway, um, but Bray. <laughs> but yeah, so he he saw this thing, and I don't I don't think it made eye contact. He just saw it and it was walking away, and he was like, "What in the Sam Hill?" That's exa- That's probably I think that's verbatim what he said. That's probably, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure. So just recording. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, no. Okay. Anyway, so he he's like, "Holy crap! What is this thing? It's not like any wolf I've ever seen. Not like any coyote he's ever seen." He's gonna follow this thing, so he he grabs a stick because um, that's gonna protect him. Is this a real story? Yes. Okay. Grabs. A <laughs> I thought stick. you were just making up. I'm not, no, I wish I was. It'd be like, amazing. Wow. Like, <laughs> I'm like, give me a few seconds. No, but so he he follows this thing and he's like tailing it from like way behind because he's like, what is this thing? And this is actually Farmer Bray, Bray Road. So he's like, what in the world? Named after him. Yeah. Um, the road. Right. <laughs> not the beast. The road. Not the road. So, in case you guys needed that preschool clarification, <laughs> his name is also Brett. So he he's like tailing it a little bit far behind. Has a has a stick, which you know 
dogs use six as toys. So LOL to that. But um, <laughs> he's he's finding this thing. All of a sudden, it goes behind this mound. It was like a rock or something like that. Something tall enough to like hide it. So it goes behind this thing, and he's going behind this thing, and he has his he has a stick, and he goes behind it to see it. It's gone. It had vanished. Completely vanished. It's just not there anymore. But he did see prints. He saw he saw paw prints. And they were five five inches wide and four inches long. That's humongous. Which is humongous. And there was like there was so like the biggest wolf footprints you would ever find would be four and a half by four. So almost the same exact matching size. So this thing's huge. Yeah. This thing's massive. But it just disappeared. And that's the only thing we ever saw it. As far as he's recorded. Interesting. But it disappeared. So that's another thing. That's, an, that's yeah. another... Skinwalker. Skinwalker. <laughs> Skinwalker, man. <laughs> Transdimensional being. Well, and that's... So, like, obviously we're now into the theories part. <laughs> like <we've, clears throat> yeah, let's get it. Might as well. No, let's, let's do the theories, dude. Because, like, I don't know. Uh, this thing creeps me out. So... Yeah, no, but the the prince is cool. The, the prince is super interesting because like Bigfoot does the same thing, where it's like heavy enough to make print. Like you have to be pretty heavy to make prints, you know. Like dog prints, you know, canine prints are like you know, they're not full on all the time. So it would imply that it was on two legs right. to make that kind of impact, and it had to have some weight to it to make that deep of a print. You know what I mean? And other people have found prints as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean. It does say that it's like physical, but then there's also these, you know, the fog, the mist, which is also skinwalker. Skinwalker is like um, associated with the mist and the smell. I don't know. Like I said, they Native Americans around America. Matt, didn't you say? Oh. not sorry, not to cut you off, but <laughs> but no, to go with what you're saying right now, to off. add more to it. Weren't you? Weren't we talking about? Um, that area being like an old Native American battleground. Yeah, there's something about there's something about Bray Road. Like, oh, it was a trading trail. They a believed, trading they trail? believed oh. it because they, they didn't really know the weird <clears throat> the weird part about it is like they didn't really like like um like know what what Indian like tribe like trafficked that area. Nobody seemed to knew, know that for some mm-hmm. reason. Okay, I thought there was also like wars that potentially took. Oh, I'm sure there was there and stuff like that. I'm sure there was. Somebody had a theory about that. I thought that was kind of weird. Well, there seems to be a lot of burial grounds in that, or burial right. mounds in that area. So, I mean, that suggests that, like, something happened there. There was some kind of settlement or civilization. Some sort of, right, yeah. right, exactly. But that, they believed it, like, they said that in the documentary, that they thought it was, um, like, at one point, like, because, like I said, it wasn't, like, a normal paved road. Like, it was, like, more or less, like, a driveway to the farms that were there. But before that, they said that they had found like a structure that was like you know like a dilapidated structure that they believed that to be like, like a like a trading post that like settlers would have made mm. with the natives that lived there, mm. you know. And then like they have like the legend of how the town got named that like they found, like whoever found that discovered it like there was like elk horns, like hanging from a tree. And that like that's why they called it Elkhorn. But the weird part about it is elk wouldn't have been common to that area so whoever traveled there traveled from like like a pretty far distance and put that there and a lot of times when they hang stuff in trees like that 
Native Americans, it was a warning. Right. Like, don't come here. And, like, they, talk, they talked about that in Skinwalker Ranch. Like, they talked about that with, like, the Navajo that, like, um, that they believed that certain, certain pieces of land and certain areas of land were, like, like they believed that, like, the land had power, like, good or bad. By the way, if you don't know what we're talking about with Skinwalker Ranch, we have an episode. If you're new, if we you're do. new to the podcast, we have an episode on Skinwalker Ranch called Rise of the Skinwalker. There you go. Remember Check it. that one out. Like Skywalker. Like Skywalker. Yeah, that was a good Star Wars. Yeah, it's a nerdy Star Wars reference. Very <laughs> that funny. Was great. I like it. I like it. So, so yeah. So I mean, you've got the evidence. So I, I guess, yeah, I guess for me, theories. To, yeah, let's go. This is one thing that stuck with me. Um, throughout hearing a bunch of stuff on this, was it never seemed like it really wanted to hurt anybody. It Just never. It wanted. Animals. It wanted to put the fear into everybody. Yeah. It wanted to scare everybody and shock everybody. But it never seemed like. It, I mean, there's no stories of anyone being injured by this thing. Their cars have been injured. Good point. Yeah. But it was. It was always a thing. And as soon as it scared that person. It would just turn around and walk away. And so my my thing with that is like, this is my area, and I do think it has to do a lot with the Native Americans. Yeah, you too. And something with that, like, stay off my land. Like, I want to scare the hell out of you in order to keep you away from me. Is or this, keep you away from the land. Is Whether this it's the a what spirit do you think it is or, section? Yeah, this is the what do you think is going on. I think I think it's a spirit of some sort. Okay. Um, especially with, like, it disappearing with... Farmer Bray, and and the way that it acts and like can be, you know, because there's there there are like ghost stories and things like that where like oh, yeah. you you can see physical evidence that it was there, but it's not there. Whether it's you, whether it's like uh, a print that something was sitting on your bed, but it's not actually there, but there's a spirit there. Like there are th- things like that that leave prints and um, physical things that you can see where you're like, but it's not here. Knock stuff off of. Yeah, exactly. It, like a spirit, yeah. I think. I think the skinwalker is a spirit. Interesting spirit, like just telling people to stay the hell away. Okay, All right. the Good scratches theory. on the cars. It's always got that thing, like the, the scratching, um, but in walking away and never actually injuring somebody. Interesting. I like that. There's that's, lots of stories of like yeah. spirits or ghosts like scratching people. That, that's yeah, the thing. The scratch. Too. Yeah, people talked yeah. about it last week with the Ouija boards. Oh yeah, the Ouija. <laughs> yeah, when they were yeah. Oh yeah, the boyfriend who cried all the time. No, no, there's a different one. <laughs> the uh, Tyler from uh, from the the boyfriend who doesn't he doesn't yeah he doesn't time. believe at all but like he yeah boyfriend yeah, yeah he did no but yeah sorry he got scratched during one of their investigations like he said he was antagonizing whatever that was and that like he ended up like with like three humongous scratches all the way down his back like hey get, hey get out of here that's weird. So that's that's why I don't know. That's that's a good. That's what I think. That's a good theory. Well, I have one more detail to add. That oh, I, yeah. I listen to one extra podcast, and then I'll give you my. What do you think it is? You listen you, to the bonus want. podcast, Matthew. It's a short one. Yeah, Some extracurricular activities over Man. here. Extra cred. This is, it was Man, a, it was a story stuff. that wasn't in any of the ones that that um, I listened to before. It wasn't in the documentary. It wasn't in Ooh. the other podcasts I listened to. And it was it was short, but it was like it kind of had a lasting impression on me a little bit. And this girl, she was like out in the forest. It was by her parents' house or like cabin or like 
grandparents' cabin, something like that. Can't remember the exact details, but she was just out like around her house. Like it wasn't she wasn't like far off. And she just got this like really like weird feeling. And and she saw this like really big being like in a tree. And and she saw it like run off and it was bipedal and it ran off <laughs> and oh, and it like it was looking at her and the sound it made was very strange she says so she says like it like made a really low growling sound like an animal growl but in the end it turned into like a human cackle which is creepy skinwalker so how is that like Skinwalker? I don't remember that was they mimic people's voices. Oh, oh yeah. all the time. Laughter is like a big one they do. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, that's right. And it doesn't that's sound right. quite human. So she was super creeped out, and then like she said, she was calling for like somebody, like a neighbor or something like that that she knew was outside at the time, and like nobody could hear. And then like once the thing like went away, the person was like, "Are you there? Are you there? Are you there?" So. That was kind of a kind of an interesting story. Just a small story. It was on the it was on this podcast called "What If It's True," which is very similar to maybe it's spiritual. <laughs> and I so all this leads me into my what what do what do you think it is kind of kind of thing. So like that podcast, you know, what if it's true? And our podcast, maybe it's spiritual. We talk about a lot of topics that that are paranormal we talk about a lot of topics that like maybe we have or have not had experience with and the ones that i haven't had experiences with i struggle with believing them because i've experienced it so like when we talk about like these physical things like that are spiritual maybe but they're also a, like very much physical like i've never seen it. i've never seen bigfoot i've never seen skinwalker i've never seen um mothman i've never seen the beast of bray road i've never seen any of this stuff and so like i have a hard time believing it you know i just have a hard time believing it um but our whole podcast is about like you know, you're not alone, and, like, people have obviously experienced stuff, right? I mean, there's so many, whether it's, like, I mean, if you take up all of them and add up all all the experiences, like, you like, all of them, Mothman, Skinwalker, Bigfoot, blah, 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 like, you can't discount it all. I mean, you could, but, like, I think, like, we want to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? And so, I don't know, man. I just don't know what it is. Like, I... Like, I think that's my theory, which is lame. And it's a half-assed theory. That's all right. It's not... But, like, I, I'm choosing to try to believe these people because I feel like they've experienced something and, if they, and it's really scared them most of the time. And they have a hard time talking about it. So they experienced something. And I don't know what it is. But I, I like Mike's theory. I think that has a lot of validity to it. And the Skinwalker theory, which I think is kind of where you're landing, Raph. I don't want to take away from you. Oh, you're fine. You can go. You can. Uh, I had all sorts of theories. You can. Uh, 
<laughs> we'll let you we'll let you take us home. So I think those are I think <laughs> those are finesse. I think those are good theories. But like I just you know with any for any of us who haven't experienced that, like that's why like the Bigfoot stuff like. You're either like in the camp, like going to the conventions, searching for Bigfoot, or else you're like, those guys are fucking crazy. You know I what I mean? Know. Like I, I do, but I think you're there's somewhere in between. I, there is, and I and I think that's where most of <laughs> I'm not going to conventions, but I'm I'm not like I don't know. I guess you also haven't seen Bigfoot, right? You know, or claim to have seen Bigfoot. So here, going with off you real quick, and you know, seeing the things that I've seen. You know, like, I, like, I didn't believe that. I didn't want to tell people about that. Yeah, I didn't want to talk about that stuff because I knew nobody would believe it for the for that exact reason that you're talking about. And I think that that's completely understandable. Like everything you're saying makes perfect sense to me. Like, yeah, no, I totally get that. But at the same time, like, I I do think it's good that you are giving credibility to the people that have potentially seen those things and talk about them, and they're horrified by them. Um, that's the thing I've been proven wrong sure because like when you were seeing that stuff when I was in high school and you were little because you're eight years younger than me when you were seeing that stuff and I didn't believe it I I completely tried to strip you of all credibility just for the sake of one I didn't believe it and two I didn't want it to be real sure but then like when I did experience stuff I was like oh I was wrong you know and so that's why I don't want to say it about this about this stuff but I do just want to be honest. And yeah, be like no, I, I, I have a hard it. time because like sure. I've never seen anything like any yeah. of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I'm kind of along your your lines there, Matt. Where you want to give like the people credibility because there's a lot of really there's a lot of stories, and there's a lot of like really good like stories where I mean, like I, I feel like you you can't like do them injustice by like you know discrediting them. But I also feel like I don't know what it is. Um, but I do think it's like something demonic of some sort, like, or spiritual, like you said, Mike. Um, but I, but again, like, I don't really know what it is, but it does. I do think there are similarities with the skinwalker, but I also feel like there are some differences too. Yeah. Um, where it's maybe a little more like violent. I don't know. I was trying to. I was thinking about that, and I didn't really know. But I do think there are some similarities. So, well, that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about how the stories about this specifically seem to kind of take traits from a lot of other things. And like, so if you say, okay, well, it's got similarities to this. Okay, well, but then you got to throw out like three or four other stories, and then the same thing for each topic. Like, and I think you can. Like, for Beast of Bray Road, I personally don't think that there's anything. Like, I'm a real big skeptic when it comes to this one. Um, and that's not discounting the experiences people had necessarily. Like, sure, there's something out there that obviously terrified them. And whether that's just, like, a really big wolf or, a, like, a bear with mange or something like that that smells really bad that eats animals on the side of the road and it's dark, can't really see it. I think it, it, to me, it strikes me as more of a case of somebody saw something crazy, didn't know what to explain it as, and then other people saw thing saw something in the dark in that same area, and it kind of just kind of built the legend as it goes, and it took from other things, and especially with like the guy that was like, oh yeah, my dad saw all this stuff, 
okay, maybe. Like, it's a person of a person heard this kind of thing. Um, so while I don't discount the fact that people were obviously really scared by it and it affected them, I just don't know that there's anything. doesn't strike me as one of the stories that there's something to necessarily. Valid. Yeah. Very valid. Yeah. So what do you think, Raph? Oh, man. That's what everybody's... We're all just... That's what everybody wants to know. That's what everybody wants to know. Let's just get there. such an expert. Is it time travel? I think it is time travel. Okay. No. (laughs) It's always time travel. We all know that. He's time traveling to the gym... To, to work get on to get, yeah. to get ripped and shredded. He hopped in his Future DeLorean. gyms are way more efficient. The, there was <laughs> still DeLoreans functional at Maybe that time. Anyway. No, I... So for me, I've also never experienced anything like that in my life. I've experienced a lot of other things, nothing like that. But to me, what got me starting to, to really got to... to uh, to get, I think it's. I think it, there is something spiritual to it, and something that I've been trying to figure out for a long time now is like how the spiritual and like the physical world, like where is that like vantage point? You know, like where can you, where is that like crossover where this stuff is real? Because like I'm, you know, like I'm a little bit like Nick, where I'm just like. Eh, I don't know. At first I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. But like the more like I've listened to people's stories, the more I like that that documentary and like just like the angle that they went. You know, like not a lot of the the information about this kind of went to that to the paranormal. You know, a lot of them are like, "Well, what's this beast? What's this creature?" blah blah blah. But like um when they did kind of like take that angle, it got me. And like Something weird happened while I was doing research that also got me being like, okay, there's something weird to this. So I'd watched the documentary, like I tried watching it a few times, and you know, like, you know, I'm 40, so I fall asleep. But <laughs> for real, no. But um, I finally like finished like my wife. I made my poor wife watch it with me. We watched it, and like that next morning, my wife wakes me up and she's like. Hey, like, like our son, you know, Preston, he woke, he, he's two. He, he was like totally asleep, totally in another room, no conscious, like he would not have been conscious of this. Just that's preference for this. She was like, he woke me up this morning and he was scared. And like, sometimes he gets up and like, like sometimes he wakes us up right away and sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he'll go and play in the living room. And we have like a gate, so you can't, he can't get downstairs. He just can only like play in like where, you know, like our little area. But like he, he woke her up and he goes, Mama, Mama, I'm scared. I'm scared. And she was like, Why are you scared? And she, she goes, <laughs> and he goes, I'm scared of the big black dog downstairs. And like she was like, What are you talking about? And she's like, What big black dog? And he goes, There's a big black dog downstairs and I'm scared of it. And like we had just watched that documentary, <laughs> and I was just like, Ooh. and that's what got me. That's what like really like that. That was like kind of like the turning point for me. And I was like, is there more to this? And I've re, you know like re-listening to things, and like you know like when that when the woman, you know, um, I, just, I forgot her name already. Lori, 
Lori Andrizzi, when she when she started mentioning the spiritual aspect of it, that's when the books fell off. And I don't know, like there, I mean, like throughout history, like even like the like Greeks, the ancient Greeks had a werewolf story. You know what I mean? Like all cultures have a werewolf story. And like, you know, like a man who like did something so terrible that he turned into a beast. You know, even the Bible, it meant, you know, that guy's story, um, Mark Shackleman, when he, you know, like it said Gadara to him, like it's sending a message. And do I think they experienced something? 100%. Look, what they experienced, I'm not really 100% sure because yeah. I'm not sure how something spiritual happens in the physical realm. I'm not sure how like 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 a like a creature of nightmares becomes physical enough to leave a print. I don't know. That is like kind of like my biggest question. But I definitely think, you know, like you know, you like Nick had mentioned all oh, the satanic panic and a lot of that was like 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 bullcrap, but like why would they do that there? Why was there so much of it there? You know what I mean? Why was there just such a heavy presence of that there? Like, something would have been drawing people to do that, you know? And, like, he's like, oh, yeah, some of it's teenagers, but some of it is, like, the teachers and, like, potential law enforcement agents. Like, you know, like, getting involved in stuff that, like... And, like, he he also mentioned this, and I didn't say this earlier, that he had said that, like, they knew of, like, you know, like, they were, like, doing, like, some sort of satanic rituals in, in like, a wooded area near that locate like, near, um, like, in Walworth County that was, like, close enough to Bray Road. But he said that, like, people were coming from around the world to go there <laughs> and conduct these, like, rituals. And to me, it's just, like, people are drawn there, you know? And I think about the Elkhorn, like, that was a warning. Don't come here, you know? that road was like an Indian trading trail, which I'm sure they probably got like, you know, screwed over lots of times because unfortunately like settlers were not good to them. But I just, I feel like there's like some sort of energy in that place that probably like, I don't, like I said, I don't know how it turns real, but it, but people saw something, people experienced something and I, you, you have to validate that what it is. I don't know. Like, I think it, is some sort of like spiritual thing but what it is i don't know that any one of us could say if you know email us at maybe a spiritual at gmail.com yeah if you guys have a theory that would be amazing to hear like i i want to know how you know the spiritual becomes physical you know because like the in you know like the natives of that of wisconsin said oh those are ancient those are ancient creatures you know, not ancient spirits, ancient creatures that come from the spirit world. And like, that's what kind of reminded me of Skinwalker Ranch too, when they would see like those portals open up and these like physical creatures would come out and do stuff. So there's definitely like, I don't know, like a sunset or a sunrise of like spiritual and physical. And that's like, there's like some, some way that comes through. And certain people experience it, and some some people don't. To be continued. Yeah. Even, you know what else I thought of? This is really goofy. But, like, I thought of, like, the second Matrix. You guys have all seen the second Matrix, right? Mm -hmm. Do you remember, remember, like, there's, like, the one little kind of, like, middle one-off part when they were talking about, like, he's, like, they kind of, like, allude to, like, werewolves and vampires as being, like, like, ancient programs, like, old programs that, like, aren't part of, like, 
you know, the normal matrix anymore kind of blew my mind a little bit. It made me think of that during this, like, you know, you've got like the natives saying, oh, well, these are ancient spirits that come through. And then you've got like, you know, stuff like the matrix where they're like, oh, oh, these are ancient programs, you know, like, I think it's some sort of ancient, like evil that somehow has some sort of permission to come through in the physical. And it's like warning people of something, but what that is, I don't know. Or protecting something. Or protecting something, you know. That thing in 1936 was digging in an all burial mound. He was trying to find something. What did he want? A lot of unanswered questions. A lot of unanswered questions on this one. I think going with, I mean, what everyone has said across the board here, um, whether it's like an actual theory, whether you believe it, whether you don't, whether you find validity in the fact that people are seeing something, not sure what it is. I kind of fall. I kind of fall there as well. I think we kind of all do. Yeah. Um, I think my my parting gift would be, um, you know, listening listening to people's stories. Listen to yeah. people's stories. You don't necessarily have to believe in the specifics, but I think people people are telling the truth and they're telling a story. They're not just like, I mean, hopefully they're not just going to make something up out of nowhere. Like rap that I was during the podcast. Um, farmer Bray, <laughs> farmer Bray. Um, but I, I think it's, it's good to hear people out. I think it's good to, um, listen to them and, and let them talk about stuff without feeling stupid, which is what this podcast is about. And whether you believe it or not, and just give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe, Maybe do some quick research on it too, because why not? That's what, that's pretty much what we do on this podcast. That's that's uh, the new segment of our. That's what our roundtables are all about. It's kind of just like researching and and uh, giving the B of the D. What's that? Benefit of the doubt. Yep. B of the D. <laughs> My wife uses that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt. Wow. She's a big um, abbreviator. That's. A- <laughs> It's got a different meaning where I come from. What I think Mike is trying to say <laughs> is that there's validity to people's experiences. Yes. Yes. 100%. Regardless if you agree with the interpretation. Right. Yeah. Or is you don't know necessarily the lens that they're seeing that experience through. I think that's what it comes down so, to. Yeah. Almost always. Yeah. You don't know what lens they saw it through, but but you can understand that they saw something and they were scared of something and something put the fear into them. And that fear, it's a different kind of fear. You know? Yeah. You know, like... It's in the bones. It's almost like a danger. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, fear is, like, like almost like an illusion. Like, oh, what could be, what could be. But danger is, like... That's something that's immediate and in front of you. And the, those people felt that. And it stayed with them. And I, I, that always sticks out to me when people feel that. That's my parting gift. Is that, like, that's when you get like the fight or flight kind yeah, of like exactly. reaction. Like it wasn't like it had a physical presence. Like something scared them enough. It wasn't like a like a like a spirit as we'd think. You know, it wasn't just like oh, I saw like the ghost of my grandpa in the in the corner drinking coffee. You know, like this is like I'm scared. This thing's gonna harm me if I don't stop what I'm doing. So to mm-hmm. me, that fear is where that's where you really need to pay attention. It's the lasting fear, the one that like goes with you, like you said, Aaron, like to the bone. That's the one you got to be watchful for. Mm-hmm. That's when you know something ain't right. All right, good deal. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Used to Bray Road, 
Aaron, you look, you're leaning over like you're going to say something. I was just going to ask you to talk about all of our social media. And... Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Hey, guys. <laughs> so if you've made it this far, and I hope you have, we have an Instagram. Maybe it's spiritual. Uh, we also have a Gmail. Shoot me, a, shoot me an email. I read those. Um, tell me your story. If you want to be on the show, let us know. It's uh, maybe it's spiritual at gmail.com. We have a TikTok. Um, we put videos on there sometimes. TikTok. TikTok. Patty, our awesome cameraman, he makes like really good TikTok videos. He also has a YouTube channel. Patty Schultz. Patty, what's the name of your YouTube channel? Just Patty Schultz. Patty Schultz. P-A-D-D-Y. If you want some... Spell Schultz. If you want some amazing YouTube content. S-H-O-L-Z. There it is. P-A-D-D-Y Schultz. space S-C-H-O-L-Z. Like the shoe insert. Anyway, <laughs> check him out. He does all of our videoing, and you see some cool videos. Patty made it. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining, and we'll see you next time. Do your research, and maybe stay off Bray Road. <laughs>